Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org notes. Hello, everybody. I'm Kenneth Copeland, and this is the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. Let's have a word of prayer, and we get right into today's Bible lesson. Father, we thank you, and we praise you, and we worship you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We open our hearts. We open our minds to receive revelation, revelation of you, Jesus, to know you in the power of your resurrection. Oh, we rejoice in it and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Let's open our Bibles. We're we're talking about mountain moving faith and how to move that. Now, in, in all of these sessions, we've talked about the mountain-moving faith itself. Now, tonight, we're going into moving the mountain. Amen. Amen. So, we want to read our, 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 uh, our reference scriptures, our text scriptures for this study, the classic teaching of Jesus on faith in the 11th chapter of the book of Mark. But tonight we're going to read beginning with the 12th verse instead of just beginning with the 23rd and 24th verse. And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he, Jesus, was hungry. Seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came if happily he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves for the time of figs was not. Jesus answered and said unto it. He said to the tree, no man eat fruit of you hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. Now notice, this is important. The tree was afar off. Well, now, how far is, is afar? It would be far enough that they had to explain that they heard it. So he wasn't standing right there next to them. It was far enough away that he had to speak up loudly enough. I don't think he shouted at the tree. He didn't have to do that. If he did, he was said yeah, that he spoke in a loud voice because there are times when he did that. But now notice this. And the disciples heard it. And they came to Jerusalem and Jesus went into the temple and began to cast out them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves. Would not suffer that any man should carry any vessel through the temple. And he taught, saying unto them, Is it not written, My house shall be called of all nations the house of prayer? But you've made it a den of thieves. And the scribes and chief priests heard it and sought how they might destroy him, for they feared him, because all the people were astonished at his doctrine. When evening was come, 
he went out of the city. In the morning, he spoke to the fig tree. When evening came, he went out of the city. So we now we now know that somewhere in a neighborhood of 12 hours have gone by, right? Now, he left there then and in the morning, so somewhere between 12 and 24 hours have elapsed since he spoke to that tree. And when they went by it the first time, Peter had nothing to say about it. Now, you know Peter. <laughs> if he'd have seen anything, he'd have said something just like he did this time. Now, no, notice what happened. <laughs> In the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree, now notice, dried up from the roots. And Peter calling to remembrance saith unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God, or as we explored uh, earlier in, these, in this study on faith, it, the cross-reference says, have the faith of God, and other translations uh, uh, say, have the God kind of faith. Now, in other words, not only have the faith of God, which we have, we've established that, that uh, every born-again child of God at the time of the new birth, that faith of God is imparted into your spirit. Now, once again, you're, you're, uh, you're not just a forgiven sinner. You're a new creature in the likeness and the image of Jesus. Our spirit man, this inward man, the born again part of us, that's a real thing. That's not just some kind of, of terminology. Jesus said you must be born of the spirit and you must be born from on high. Amen. Now, um, we've, we've established that we've been born of the Word of God, which lives and abides forever, not of corruptible seed. We read that from 1 Peter. And uh, that he said, born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed. So it's, it's very important to realize that when you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord of your life, how did you get it? We read it in the, in the second chapter of the book of Ephesians. You were saved by faith through grace. And it is the gift of God. Amen. So every born again child of God at the time of that new birth, the faith of God is in that seed and it became you. <laughs> that I never had said that before. And it became you. And you became. Not when you're born of your mama. No, no. When you're born of your heavenly father. Because the person that was born of your mama is gone. What? You heard what I said. You got the same body. You're supposed to crucify that flesh. You got the same mind, but you're supposed to renew that. But the you is totally different. Well, oh, you can tell I love, but we got to go on. Amen. 
So, and we've all been dealt the measure of faith. You didn't get a little dab and I got a big dab. And <laughs> but it's what we do with that faith, with the Word of God, and by the grace of God. You can have weak faith, strong faith. Abraham was not weak in faith, but strong in faith, giving glory to God and so forth. And we can, uh, our faith must grow. Now, we've also learned concerning Mark 11, 23 and 24. Now notice here, Jesus said, have God's faith. For verily I say unto you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith or says. Therefore I say, I want you to notice Jesus immediately used the very principle that he was teaching. Did he not? Therefore I say unto you. And he made a point of it. It's very interesting to go through his ministry and watch him use his words. You remember when he was at Jairus' house? And he said, I say unto you, arise. See how he used his words? It's very interesting study. So, now I want to read this. I say unto you what things soever you desire. When you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. And when you stand praying, forgive. That is the faith of God. Hallelujah. You can get it in one, two, three, four verses. You can, you can take that right there and have a successful life. Hallelujah. Now you missed a place to shout right there, but I, I'm, you know, I'm not. <laughs> Amen. All right, now notice this. Let's look at it in Matthew 21. There is a statement here that Matthew recorded. Matthew 21, 21. Now I want you to see this because I, I've had people come to me with this in years past and they said, well, now Brother Copeland, you understand that this is not talking about physical things. Jesus was referring only to spiritual mountains. Well, that, he was referring to spiritual mountains, but spiritual mountains become physical things. We'll, we'll talk about that. But I want you to see this in uh, Matthew 21, 21. Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, if you have faith, say, I have faith, I have, the, I have the faith of God. 
If you have faith and doubt not, you shall, you, say me, me. you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if you say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and it shall be done. Can you see where he qualified that? Well, now you, the, uh, uh, there may be some kind of an addiction that's a mountain in your life. Well, you need to be able, you, you need to be speaking to the thing that has spiritual it has spiritual roots and you need to go to the root of it. Huh? But there's a thing involved. You, you can be delivered from drugs, alcohol, any kind of addiction with this. But you have to realize your words are more powerful than that addiction. Very important. Now then, um, now that we understand at least in a foundation level from what Jesus said, let's go back over there in, in Mark 11 for a moment. Brother Hagen, my uh, mentor and teacher. He's in heaven now, enjoying the real thing. <laughs> Glory to God. Yes. Amen. And uh, when I say the real thing, I'm talking about the real results of this. This is the real thing. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. I, I, I need to say that to you. You need to realize this, this written word, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God and the same in the beginning with God. This written Word that you have in your hand, in your lap, is just as much a manifestation of God in this earth as the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And when that gets down in you and you know that in your heart, the way you know, know four plus four is eight in your head, when that gets down in you, you will never ever be a failure again. This is absolute in this life. This is final authority. I said final authority. What you see in this flesh is not. Now, I, don't, I wish I had more time to get in, into this area, and, and maybe we will as, as we go, but there's some other things that we need to get to here first. But by his stripes you were healed. Amen? You know what the Word said? Okay, that's the end of that. I'm healed. Now, wait a minute, Brother Colin, how can you say that when, when, you, when you got this I say that with my nose running, my eyes running, fever. Well, you're lying about it. No, no, no. 
If I was saying I was healed, trying to make you think I'm healed, I'd be lying about it. I don't care whether you think it or not. Let me show you the difference now. Whatever this is on my flesh that you can see and you'd say, no, you're not healed. But I go to the word and it says, by his stripes ye were healed. Now, this is not truth. Now get a hold of that. This is a fact. This is changeable. By his stripes ye were healed is not. Now, if I'll stay with the truth, by his stripes ye were healed, the truth will change the fact. Now, can you, can you see where we are in this? There's a lot of, of course, there's a lot of criticism about that because without the word of God, you, the, the human mind can't grasp this. The mind has to be renewed to it, but your spirit needs to be boss. Now the scripture lines it up like this. I prayed to God, your whole, that you be made whole, spirit and soul and body. Now there's been ideas kicked around here and there that the soul and the spirit were the same, but that's not true. The, the bottom line of this study is the soul is made up of the mind, the will, and the emotions, and it's part of the spirit. And both your, you and your soul live in a body. So say this, I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. Now keep it in that order. The spirit man should be in ascendancy over the other two. The other two are servants of you. And you serve Jesus. All right, we ready? Ready to go on here now? Okay. We got just a few minutes here that we can delve into this. Now, how does faith come? By asking? No. You've already got it. You don't need to be asking for something you already have. Does it come through trials and tribulations? Now there's a lot of people think that it does. A lot of people think, well, you know, Brother Copeland, it, it, the, the, the Bible says that, that faith, you know, comes from trials and tribulation. No, it doesn't. If that was true, everybody on earth would be faith giants. It's what you do in the trial or the tribulation with your faith that'll cause it to grow. But Romans 10, 17, let's put our eyes on it. Romans 10, 17. And, and this, folks, I'm telling you, this is, <laughs> without this verse right here, you're not going anywhere. Not in the faith life. And we're supposed to be living by faith. The just shall live by faith. And anything that God says once is big, he says it twice is bigger 
Amen. But when he says it over and over and over and over again, both the Old and the New Testament, the just shall live by faith, we better wake up. Now, 10:17. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Period. I said, period. That's how it comes. Amen. It comes by hearing, and the hearing comes by the Word of God. It doesn't come from having heard. You have to keep hearing and hearing and hearing. This is a daily thing. Yeah, but Brother Copeland, you know, I've heard those messages on faith. No, you haven't, or you wouldn't have said that. (laughs) Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. That's telling us that the word of God from which faith cometh is food for the spirit, the same way bread is for the body. Um, how, How many of you ate lunch today? I did. Enjoyed every bit of it. How many of you ate something you have never eaten before in your life? Two. You think you'll ever eat it again? No, you didn't like it. <laughs> what about breakfast? Oh, yeah, well, what, you, you can see the point. You haven't eaten. You ate. But you haven't eaten. No, if you have eaten, then it, over some, like over the next 35, 40 days, you're going to die if you quit eating. Listen, your spirit can be so starved, but the spirit being never dies. It just continues to get weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker. But wake it up! (laughs) Hallelujah! Faith! Come up. <laughs> you know, you can talk to your faith. Oh, yeah, you're going to be saying, Come on, faith. Come on, faith. You can't quit now. No, I, I'm your boss. You ain't my boss. Jesus was talking about faith, and he referred to faith as a servant. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Be sure to get the notes at kcm.org/slash notes. And remember, Jesus is Lord.